Hi everyone, I'm Alexa and welcome back to another episode of RE News. Now today we're going to talk about something really exciting, the URA Master Plan for 2022. How will Singapore create space for our dreams? Watch on to find out more. Master Plan has hit it off with an exciting exhibition entitled Space for Our Dreams. It highlights important changes and upcoming shifts in the planning of land use in Singapore moving forward. Now, of course, the Master Plan may seem ambitious to some, but not exactly surprising given the very forward-looking approach of URA and the Singaporean government. Now, we all know that many things can change in the span of 50 years, and Singapore has come a long way indeed. But in order to continue forging the path forward, we will need to have our eyes up front and focus on a new way of progressing and developing our small city-state because what has brought us this far might not continue to bring us to where we want to be in the future. And this is what the URA Master Plan is for, a game plan moving forward into the future. So more about this Master Plan. Now this 50-year plan which is reviewed every 10 years will have seven areas of focus. Mainly, the plans revolve around living, working, playing, moving, cherishing, stewarding and sustaining. There is also a special feature for the Paya Lebar Air Base. Now, news outlets are churning out more information on the URA Master Plan faster than the public can digest. So the goal of this article series is to go in-depth into each of these seven areas of focus and be the mental probiotic to help you digest all the information on the URA Master Plan. Now, in this particular introductory piece, we will cover the broad stroke of how URA plans to create the space needed for our Singaporean dream to thrive. So firstly, the question, what motivates the Master Plan? Now, to answer this, let us examine the bigger picture to give us more clarity on the purpose of the master plan and to contextualize the plan within contemporary Singapore. Now, URA is ultimately an arm of the Ministry of National Development. It is tasked with urban planning and has a strong people focus and long term approach to city planning. Now, policy making in the URA is thus slightly different than what we are used to. Now, Singapore is famed for its modern economic focus and evidence based policy decisions. Now, while generally successful, no policy move is ever perfect. Hence, Singapore society today faces some key issues that still need to be addressed from a policy angle. So what motivates the URA Master Plan and how does it aim to improve the lives of the people who live in Singapore? Now, the answer to these questions lie in the problems that typically populate social and political discourse. Even if they are not at the top of your mind, they should be familiar problems that pop up every now and then in the news or even in discussions with your family and friends. Now, in this decade, three prominent topics dominate the discourse. Social inclusion, sustainability and mental wellness. Now, these are the top concerns on the societal, environmental and individual levels respectively. Now, while we are not making a complete social commentary on this, it might be useful to expand a little bit on what these issues are. First of all, social inclusion. Now, social inclusion in the discourse has focused on topics such as elitism, classism, privilege, nationality, discrimination and the pitfalls of meritocracy. Social inclusion also goes along the lines of race, socio-economic status, age, religion, gender, political affiliation, and basically any way you can substantially label or categorize a person. Now, given some high-profile stories on the news and social media, it is definitely not a concern that can be dismissed in contemporary society. Now, secondly, environmental concerns. Now, environmental concerns have always been a pressing issue. With the younger generation taking great ownership of the problem, many are making significant lifestyle changes to contribute to a greener and bluer planet. Organisations, both public and private, profit and non-profit, are picking up the pace on integrating these societal concerns into their business models and practices. 
The Singapore government has also made a huge commitment to the global community to go net zero on emissions by mid-century. And last, but certainly not the least, mental wellness. Mental wellness has been an ongoing concern in Singapore. Social and medical infrastructure to improve the well-being of residents are being improved incrementally. From students, workers and then to the elderly, the mental wellness of people living in Singapore has not received as much attention as now. Still, some have remarked that the current level of effort on this front is lacking, arguing that the approach on mental wellness has been more of window dressing rather than serious action. Now, we choose to take a more conservative stance that plans to improve this area in motion and the results will not be observable overnight. The point is, we can always do more. Enough never seems to be enough. Now, each of these issues are in their own right tremendously complex and delicate. So, it is no surprise that the government is taking a multi-pronged approach to alleviate these concerns. They are making an attempt to address societal concerns from the perspective of urban planning, addressing them through the use of space and the way it is organised. So from the planning stage to the final impact, how exactly will the master plan pan out? Certainly, these are big ambitions with accompanying big issues to overcome. How does URA's master plan take us one step closer to creating a conducive environment for residents? Now, going from planning to impact is definitely a huge leap. There are many steps in between before we can realise any of these dreams. A plan is, after all, just a plan. And that is the biggest caveat with the URA master plan. Now, certain aspects might change and some features may not materialise. Nonetheless, the societal issues to be addressed remain as a constant and perhaps as a guide for however the master plan may evolve. So let us take a look at the master plan as it is for now. The seven areas of focus consist of the following. The creation of more living spaces that are inclusive, future-ready, mixed-use and diverse. The provision of more flexible workspaces that are integrated with nature and recreation and redesigned mixed-use industrial areas. The integration of more recreational spaces near homes with more green and blue natural space. The improvement of transport, logistics and recreational mobility infrastructure. The preservation of cultural communal and historical spaces for national identity and public appreciation. The stewardship of natural spaces and integrating nature into urban areas for climate resilience. And lastly, the sustainable planning and development of new spaces through land reclamation, decarbonizing, and diversifying energy sources. As you can guess, this is impossible to cover in detail in a few minutes. We will instead have an article elaborating on each of these trusts, which you can check out more on our PLB Insights page. It is more than just levelling up all the current infrastructure. Urban planning is delicate in the sense that it will be cast in stone. The planning process must be robust, thorough, intentional and consultative. This is to make sure that the plans correspond to the actual needs and wants of the residents. Needless to say, it is a difficult task, but perhaps not at all a thankless one. Residents and real estate agents alike look forward to every URA release because be it the performance of the market or the new plans to be released, there seems to be a very positive response to URA on that front. In some sense, each URA master plan brings with it good news to property owners. Removal of amenities and negative news is rare, and a master plan usually announces the opposite new infrastructure, amenities and hub status. These are all boons to property prices and also quality of life for people staying rather than investing. We will also dedicate an article or two on the tangibility of URA master plans, what is likely to materialise and what isn't. In the end, long-term plans such as the URA master plan takes time to pan out. When we talk about impact, we really are talking about decades into the future. As much as we are trying to make Singapore future-ready, the new features in our city-state may only come just on time. Who knows how much of our island will be underwater by 2050. So, 
living, working, playing, moving, cherishing, stewarding, and sustaining. There are seven distinct activities, but the solutions to future-proof these parts of our lives have some things in common, and we sum up three main approaches throughout these different aspects. Number one, integration. Now, this word pops up a lot throughout the entire master plan, and indeed, integration in the master plan is intricate. There's integration between work, residence, retail, nature, industrial, recreational, and more. It is an intentional mix and match of users to make different activities more interconnected without having to travel far between them. Now, integration might not solve all the problems, but it will reduce your transit time and make your life more convenient and make life in neighbourhoods more self-sufficient and exciting. Integration is also planned on the level of private-public housing. Now, personally, I think that this attempt to foster more social encounters between different parts of Singaporean society is important as ideas of elitism and social exclusion forms when we are in our own bubbles which might be problematic in the future. Number two, sustainability. Now, this directly addresses the key environmental concerns. Across the island, green and blue spaces will be preserved. Defragmentation of the natural spaces will allow for biodiversity to thrive. Now, at the same time, the public will have access to more of these spaces, hopefully fostering a deeper understanding and appreciation of nature. Climate resilience is also a huge part of the Future Ready Plan. Preventive measures are also being implemented by the development of carbon-neutral buildings and alternative energy sources, which will aid in reaching the net-zero emission goals. Now, the Singaporean government is taking the issue of climate risk seriously, and so should we. Number three, a focus on play and recreation. Now, this is more of a preemptive approach to mental wellness in Singapore. While factors like cultural work and family are important in affecting mental wellness, we temporarily put them aside now to purely discuss areas for play. A popular saying like work hard, play hard is probably what they are going at here. Now, by creating more areas for play, there will be more opportunities available for people to unwind. Hopefully, the Singapore of the future will not have people complaining that there's nothing to do on this island. So, some closing thoughts. Now, we are certainly excited to cover the many things the URA Master Plan 2022 has to offer and see how Singapore will create space for the dreams of our future. Now, if you're keen to find out how the new master plan will affect you and your family and your property journey moving forward into the future, do feel free to reach out to the Property Lim Brothers team. I'm Alexa, see you on the next episode of RE News.